Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. This story is a great example of how people lose their poop about things they see online without having any idea of the context uh, around it. Uh, there is a video of a guy walking down the aisle with his bride. And as she's walking down beside him, hand in hand, she's smiling and thanking people and nodding. And he's got his head down in his phone, mm. not even acknowledging anybody around him. And she doesn't seem to be bothered by that. Down the aisle? Down the aisle. They've just gotten married. Supposedly just gotten married. Right. Walking down the aisle. First time as a married couple, Mr. and Mrs. whatever. And he's too busy with his phone to acknowledge anybody around him. And you just think, oh, my gosh, what a J-hole. And people have been ripping him apart. Well, a family member of his has jumped to his defense and said, that's not actually what happened. They did do their walk down the aisle, the official walk down the aisle. And then they were back up talking to some other people and they were milling around the church. And then they had to come back out and he's on his phone because they said he was dealing with one of the caterers or something gotcha. to do with the, the day and, and the, the, the reception. Right. But people were just ripping this guy apart. And at first, when I read it, I thought, too, what an absolute a-hole. <laughs> My God, this marriage will never last. <laughs> but you don't know because you weren't there. Right. Somebody posts a you know 15-second video. Yeah. And we just lose it. So quick to get offended. Yeah. A lot of people are going online just looking to be bothered by stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, constantly. So I do feel bad for the guy now. It certainly uh, wasn't his. And I, and I did think, well, it seems very odd. One, why is she so removed from him at mm. this point? Yes. <laughs> like, I understand as marriage and years mount, you start to ignore one another. I get that. But I don't know, 90 seconds into your marriage? You think you could throw it together, hold it together for that. <laughs> you, you cut, like, you think she'd look over at him and like, dude, put the phone down. Yeah. Like, unless the limo wasn't there. Or right. Something, something. There was some major issue. Like, why even would you, and I know now we just have our phone with us at all times, but I couldn't even imagine that during that time, getting married, that I'd have my cell phone in my tux. Right. Yeah. Starts ringing. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Pastor. Give me a second. I got to take this call. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, 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 as you say, it's, it's, everyone's got it on them all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny, again, I was mentioning earlier that Alan from Tradescope Electrical is over at my place. And by the way, if you need a great electrician, the guy's the bomb. He's the best. He's terrific. He's part of Rock Your Block, and he's a great guy, and he knows what he's doing. But his cell phone, because he owns his own business, and he's got like eight or nine guys working for him. Uh, that thing, while he was in my house, it must have rang 20 times. Yeah, it goes off constantly. I mean, I don't think I've had 20 calls in my entire time of having a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> he said it rings like, just because of business, it's ringing like 60 times a day. Right. And it all just goes to voicemail because he can't keep stopping to answer it, you mm -hmm. know. Unless it's his workers, he would do that occasionally. I'd say, hey, back to the job here. <laughs> Paying you hourly. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting him in, making sure you're getting him in line.
Yeah, like there's got to be moments in your life when you just don't need the cell phone at your side or in your hand. And I would say like at a funeral, if you're mm. getting married, during lovemaking. Right. Although the great Warren Beatty's uh, story of taking a call while in the midst of making love <laughs> and not missing a beat. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. It would be even tougher now, though, because in the old days, Warren Beatty, of course, this is a story from like the 70s or something. You just pick up the thing and put it to your ear. Right. Now you got to hold the phone with one hand. It's, you know, it's tough to do it all in one hand. You got to hit the answer button. True. You're swiping. And I still don't like that when I'm in a screaming match on the phone with somebody, which I am on a regular basis, that you can't hammer it down when you're done anymore. You just go, I hate your guts. Beep. Beep. Yeah, there's a there's a pause of a second. Yeah, you didn't get before. Like and there was a point where, like, when someone slammed the phone on you, you could hear them slam the phone. Oh yeah, or you'd see like in movies, or I I've witnessed it in offices uh, in, the, in the office situation where somebody's fed up with somebody else on the other end of the phone, and they take it and they're just <laughs> hammering it. <laughs> Feels so good to do that. You know what? I think I'm going to do that in here on a regular basis. We don't use the stupid phone anyhow. It's every day when I'm mad. <laughs> now engineering's listening going, did you really use the phone as your yeah. example for that? My therapy. Right. You should try it. Do you have a phone over there? I do, but it's all tucked behind equipment because I don't even know if it works. It probably doesn't. All right, well, then give it to me. If it doesn't work, I'll beat the crap out of it. Do you suffer, Lucky, from gooch grease? Pardon me? Gooch grease? Uh, I would like to think not, but I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I bet you do. I bet all men do. It's described as a culmination of lint, sweat, and other stuff that's hanging around a guy's nether region at any given time. Right. The term is new, but the swampy situation isn't. (laughs) (laughs) have to describe it as a swampy situation? It is. It's swampy down there. Uh, it's something plenty many uh, many men and women have dealt with, especially in the summer months. We're talking about the swamp butt, of course, but now mm. it's called gooch grease. It's when you can't seem to get keep things dry down there, but it's not just sweat. That's one thing. If it's also a hygiene, uh, hygiene issue, then it's gooch grease. Right. This one last detail is a big reason why it's going viral. Despite men who don't want to ruin their underwear and have supposedly started wearing now maxi pads to keep the problem in check. So those, are the, you know, it's kind of like guys who uh, need antiperspirant as well as deodorant who just right. uh, sweat too much. Mm-hmm. You always feel bad for a dude. You see him lift his arms; he's got like a dress shirt on or something that's all wet. Yeah, well, uh, boy, I was uh, in the real heat. I mean, you had it here last week. I was mm-hmm. in Florida, and, and they're like hot and and sticky. Mm-hmm. You know, and walking around like theme parks, so you got a, like a backpack on, and you can just kind of feel it on your back. Right. Like, oh no, am I wearing a shirt that's going to show this? Or for some dudes, the front too. Oh yeah, well you get a little of the droop of the man boobs. Uh huh. You get the under the boob sweat. So you were probably in Florida dealing with the uh, the gooch grease. Yeah. You had a good case going on. It's just a horrible description of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we sweat? Yes. Do you ever notice when you sit on, like, a hard bench for a long time, your butt cheeks get itchy? Okay. You ever have that? It's happened, yeah. It's odd. Why does that happen? Uh, it's a numbness, isn't it? It must be. All of a sudden, you got to really give your butt cheeks a good scratching. <laughs> Feels great, too. It's like a back scratch. 
You never ask anybody for a butt scratch. No, I. That's hey, usually honey, a little bit personal. Scratch my butt, <laughs> would you? I can't quite reach. But a good back scratch is great. Mm-hmm. I got two back scratchers, like the, the and I just go hard at both. <laughs> You're double fisted. Oh, I'm double fisted. <laughs> just like I used to do in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 visual of you double back scratching. Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's it's a halfway between a Trump Trump dance and uh, and a skydiver searching for a parachute. You're right. Who said somebody said that? <laughs> oh yeah. Trump. Trump, Trump's dance looks like he's it's like relieving he was, two men. Of, yeah. Yeah. Looks like he's in a certain type of film. Uh huh. A prison film. Yes. And we're about to see a whole lot of that as the campaign trail gets going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh joy. Right back at that again. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, gooch grease is such a problem, it turns out, that it's trending online in some local, uh, some news station somewhere in the States did a seven-minute segment on it. Oh, my goodness. you got to be low down the reporter ladder. So, you, very low. you cover Ukraine. <laughs> you, you, you cover Major League Baseball. You cover the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Eddie, you do the story on the goose grease. Is there, um, is there going to be some sort of, I, I mean, uh, there's the maxi pad. Is there going to be some sort of ointment that they're going to come up with for this? You would think there will be. Like, I'll tell you, because I know... Um, the ride to conquer cancer is coming up, and and a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of people who are going to do that. And good luck to them, and uh, and well done on all your fundraising. Um, uh, but with that, when I was preparing to do this uh, ride, they wanted to hook me into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were explaining that part of it is that there is uh, a cream that you put on mm-hmm. to stop from the uh, the saddle sores, the chafing. The chafing that happens down there, yeah, and and you know, guys were describing that you basically lather yourself in your nether regions with either uh, like Vaseline or this. Uh, I think what they could call it, like whatever cream it was called. And uh, and Sounds I was like so much fun. And I thought, to be honest, it was just some hazing thing that they were doing. Like I was going to be the only one who showed up <laughs> with Lattered. my shorts filled, head to toe, <laughs> and how uncomfortable that would feel yeah. sitting on a bicycle seat. You rather gross. You know, I think the ride to conquer cancer really has to turn its focus to the gooch grease. Right. Let's let's raise some money to solve that problem, shall we? It turns out that if you uh, work for Martha Stewart, it's not easy. Supposedly, she is uh, quite the ball buster. Which, I, would have exp- I would have predicted that. Which makes me think she's even hotter. That turns me on even more. <laughs> Martha, where are you? I need you. I fantasize. I dream. I pine. Wow. For Martha Stewart. Uh, yeah, some guy that worked for her says uh, one time she called uh, called him on a Sunday, and the guy told her he couldn't talk because he was uh, just about to get into the bath. She said, I can't work with that person. I just can't. She adds, if you can't talk on a Sunday and you take umbrage, then I'm calling you on a Sunday. You know, if you're a terribly religious person, I'd take that into consideration, but I knew this guy was not religious. She says, look, business is seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's exciting. What do you want? I want people to feel that way about business. Now, in her defense, her uh, work ethic is off the chart. She's down for whatever, whenever, wherever. 
Oh, Martha. Oh. <laughs> I have a feeling you and Martha would not get along whatsoever. Because in all of those Martha Stewart designs, I don't see a lot of TVs in her, no. in her rooms. It would be purely sexual between her and I. <laughs> That's all we'd have in common. And food. Yeah. <laughs> She'd make it, I'd eat it, and then we'd do the loving. Oh, yeah, that's all it would be. <laughs> your, your 14 to 15 hour of a day of TV regime would not go over well with Marla. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, anyhow, she uh, she works very hard. She says, oh, okay, here's the thing, though. Yeah, okay, Martha, you you grind at it and you work hard at it, but it's also your name. You're probably making a lot more than your employees. You can't really expect them to be as into it as much as you are. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a docuseries about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hits I Netflix tomorrow. Saw that, yeah. I'd watch that. Actually, I was watching yesterday in my 15 hours of TV viewing. Do you remember the Duggars, the family with like the 20-something kids? Yes, right. And how that went all horribly downhill? Very much so. Uh, there's a documentary on that family. Boy, the dad, what was it Bobby Joe or whatever his name was? I didn't watch it. Adrian watched it. I didn't really watch it. Yeah, I knew uh, of it. I didn't watch yeah. it either. It was on the, I think, like the Learning Channel or one of those channels that didn't teach much of anything. Right. True. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how not to behave. Yeah, 16 and pregnant on the uh, learning channel. Anyhow, Arnold's got this new documentary, and in one segment he talks about telling his wife, Maria Shriver, that he had a baby with the housekeeper. Uh, likely an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, not good. Uh, he said it was during a counseling session that Maria made it clear she wanted to know if this had truly happened and if he had an illegitimate son and he fessed up. He says she was crushed by it. He takes responsibility. He says that I think I have caused enough pain for my family because of all my F-ups. Everyone had to suffer. Maria had to suffer. The kids had to suffer. And Joseph, this is the name of the boy he had with right. the housekeeper, mm. his mother, everyone suffered. He says, I don't want to make Joseph feel that he's not welcomed in the world because he's very much welcomed in this world. I love him, and he turned out to be an extraordinarily young man. Mm. Yeah, good for him for stepping up. I saw this video and it just broke my heart. Michael J. Fox is at a fan convention for Back to the Future. He's there with Christopher Lloyd and Tom Wilson, who played Biff. And he takes the stage and he's making his way to the couch where he's going to sit. But he tripped because he's just, his Parkinson's has really overtaken his body completely. It's it's so sad to see. I mean, I, I applaud him for his courage. If, if it were me, I'd just never leave the house. But he's out there still doing things and it's so very impressive. I have not seen the documentary he did still. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. And I, I, I think I'd struggle to watch it. Yeah. Uh, he tripped and fell. He landed on the couch, so he was okay. But he has said in the past that uh, one of the big concerns for people with Parkinson's is injuries, falling mm -hmm. down and breaking something. Uh, he says, now I'm starting to break stuff. I broke this arm and this arm. I broke this elbow. I broke my face. I broke my hand from oh, falling. Goodness. God. Just brutal. Um, and Showtime was going to do a documentary on Louis C.K., but they've bailed on it. You know, ever since the uh, Me Too movement, Louis C.K., of course, got caught up in all of that because he was accused of, uh, well, basically masturbating in front of women. That seemed to be his right. big turn on. And uh, so I guess Paramount Plus was going to do a documentary with Showtime on him, and then some exec at, Louis, uh, some exec at uh, Showtime said, no, we're, uh, we're not doing that. So it seems like, and he's, the documentary was actually based on his comeback from that, because he has gone back to touring and performing. Mm -hmm. And uh, other celebrities just said, okay, you made me go away, I'll, I'll go away. Louis C.K. refused to go away, and so 
he went back at it. But uh, I guess there's been still some backlash with Showtime and Paramount that they would even highlight him. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess you know documentaries uh, can be on all sorts of topics, comfortable stuff and uncomfortable stuff. And I guess somebody thought. I mean, that would be another documentary I'd watch. But listen, I was watching a documentary on the Duggars. So. <laughs> I've got a problem. Martha, where are you? I need you to save me. This was not good. Once again, a story about a business where a lot of people are involved and somebody dreams up an idea and you would think somewhere along the way somebody would say, hey, hold on, put the brakes on that. This doesn't make a lot of sense. But no, they uh, they steamrolled through with this idea and now they're taking heat for it. So there's this nightclub in Australia. Uh, they did a promotion where they offered women free drinks based on their bra size. <laughs> so with that, could they tell there was stuffing? I don't know. Uh, an ad on social media said, the bigger the better, and that women would get one free drink for an A cup size bra, two for a B, right. three for a C. Well, what about those double Ds? Oh, what do you get goodness. for that? Open bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably not cool. If that wasn't bad enough, they also encourage women to remove their bras. Oh. Saying, if your bra is uncomfortable, hang it up and let loose. That means you as well, boys. Are men in Australia wearing bras? I don't think so, but perhaps Maybe. it was uh, yeah. the gitch. Um, there was, of course, backlash. Uh-huh. Bar canceled the promotion and apologized. And in a Facebook post, they claimed they never intended for people to feel uncomfortable and body shamed and are workshopping ideas for different promotions that promote a fun, safe, and inclusive environment for all. Is there, um, are there still bars that do, like, no cover for ladies? I think that still happens. Is that still, is that still cool in this day and age? Oh, I don't. You know, in that world, I don't think it matters. Right. And no women's going to complain. They're not that woke. Oh, no, I, but perhaps you know, men will. Yeah, but but men won't because you just look like you're being a whining baby. Right. Right. Men, it, the whole theory is men have had it too good for too long, especially white men. Right. How can you, don't piss and moan about women getting in for free. You look like a baby. It's <laughs> probably how most guys would feel. Like, even if I did... Even if I was single and they were charging me $10 at the door to get in and the young girl beside me got in for free, even if I thought, well, that seems unfair, I would never say anything because mm. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> or that's the perception, right? Um, and, and, you know, I think for most guys, please let the ladies in for free so then I can try to meet them. Well, I mean, that's the answer to it, right? Yeah. The reason you're charged is because you're an idiot and you will go in thinking you have a chance with these ladies. Now, I don't know, I can't even remember, don't think I ever was in a place where I had to pay a cover. I don't think I would have ever, ever gone to a bar where I knew I had to pay to get in the door. Oh, really? No, never. No, I was never a... I, well, we even when Maria and I were young, we we weren't we weren't nightclub people. We didn't go out like that, mm -hmm. you know. So I couldn't know. If as soon as I saw there was a cover, I'd be like, "Let's go find someplace else to go." Yeah. So anyhow, this bar in Australia was a it's almost like a bad '80s comedy. Not something that would happen in 2023, but they did it. Can't read a room. And again, you know, it's it's a bar, so. Sometimes we have to kind of take the environment. This, it's a bar. 
This is where people drink and get loose and have fun. And yeah. There has to be a little more, uh, I think, a little more, uh, a little less uh, heavy-handed with that kind of thing. It wasn't a church. You know. <laughs> hey! Get an extra. It seemed like such an odd way to promote it, though. Yeah. Well, I guess in the end, people are talking about it. Yeah. It's probably uh, going to do do good for them. Bad publicity, good publicity, it's all good. So, anyhow, uh, and I, I guess I, maybe where they went wrong is uh, dividing the bra sizes. Because you really, uh, it, listen, for some people, I was talking with Katie about this. There was a survey done, like 2,000 men and women on the best boobs. And mm. it turns out the best boobs aren't necessarily uh, perfect boobs. There's some imperfections to them, and but they should be perky. And uh, I think there was a couple other things that, uh, that both men and women agreed made a, a perfect set of boobs. And, and so maybe the dividing of the A cup, B cup. Maybe, ladies, you know, Hank, come in brawless. <laughs> Do what t-shirt contest still have? We don't care what size they are. Just, right. Come on in and have a drink. I don't hear us. a lot of those anymore either. No, not a lot of the wet teeth. Although I don't hang out at bars that do those kind no. of things either. No. <laughs> that avenue of pleasure has been cut off. <laughs> There's a phenomenon called latchkey incontinence, which describes the feeling when you feel like you have to pee worse and worse the closer you get to a toilet. Oh. I notice that uh, a lot when you're heading home. You get in your driveway and all of a sudden you got to pee really bad. I read years ago that there was that kind of, it was like either a mental or a physical relaxation that yeah. happens. And once you get closer to home, like the second you realize you're just about home, mm -hmm. everything kind of just goes, <sighs> including your system, mm -hmm. which tells you, uh-oh, you got to go. Yeah, your toilet is the most comfortable toilet. It, uh, nobody else's compares. A lot of us, though, clench when we get to close to home because we know the nightmare that lives beyond that door. <laughs> Screaming kids, angry spouses. <laughs> um, this is good to know in case a vampire ever strikes you. It would take a vampire about 6 minutes and 24 seconds to drain only 15% of your blood by biting your neck. Enough for them to feed without affecting your circulation or heart rate. This is what people are thinking about. This is what we're learning. So if a vampire approaches... Let them right. have a nibble. They help you stop the bleeding, though? I think once in a while, but they're, they're just under the neck. They hit the jugular. That's not good. Yeah, I, I guess. Right. They're going to hit the jugular in the neck. Maybe ask them to bite another part of you. <laughs> Here, bite this, Vampy. Take a, a choke on this. Um, George Lucas originally hoped Yoda would be played by a monkey wearing a mask. Okay. Would have been a, that would have been odd. Yeah. yeah. Tough to take lessons from a monkey wearing a mask, you would think. It doesn't seem so. like the master no. of uh, of anything Jedi. I guess maybe it was supposed to be the lighthearted part of the movie, little little comedy. I read this morning that, um, and this, I don't know how it popped up, maybe because we were talking about it, but little known facts about the original Star Wars. And right. one of them was that when they hired James Earl Jones to do the voiceover because they needed it, uh, because Darth Vader didn't sound very good. But he had in, an odd voice. In the mask, yeah. right? Um, so they, when they hired him to do the voiceover, they didn't have a lot of money left in the budget. In fact, they offered him $7,000 up front or a piece of the back end. And he took the seven grand up really, front. Eh? Because at the time, that was good money for a voice acting gig. And I guess if you were to see the script, he certainly didn't have a ton of lines. 
A lot of breathing. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, he, I don't. I don't remember. It's been so long since I saw the the movie. I can't remember. Certainly the first one. Did he carry on as the voice for a few of them? Yeah. Oh, he put, so he probably got boatloads later. I think he did well for the next yeah. couple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would have renegotiated, given yeah. the success of the first one. I think so. Um, the world record for competing in the most Olympics is 10, and it's held by a fine Canadian fella named Ian Miller. Yeah, his horse Big Ben. He was an equestrian. Right, right. That's right. He uh, started in 72 in the Summer Olympics and competed every year until 2012. Wasn't in the 1980 when Canada boycotted. Why did we boycott in 1980? What was going on? I can't uh, that was the uh, was Russia at that point, too. Oh, was it? Maybe. Probably. Um Oh, no, where was it? I'm trying to think of, yeah. There's a good Google of where search. it was, yeah. Uh, he only won one medal, a silver, in 08 for team jumping. So I call him a loser. <laughs> <laughs> loser. Ten Olympics, one medal. That's one more than I ever won, and I was never in them. Right. Uh, the top theory for why Leonardo da Vinci didn't finish the Mona Lisa was because he fainted and hurt his arm. Okay. In 1980, Summer Olympics were in Moscow. Oh, so that's and that's why it was a Russia, Russia's invasion of Afghanistan was being boycotted. I see. See? Thank God for the Google machine. That's right. The outermost part of the Earth's atmosphere stretches so far, it even goes beyond the moon. It does? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot of uh, atmosphere. Uh-huh. You know. What else do we have here? Homosexuality is illegal in Iran and punishable by death, but sex changes are very accepted. The government pays for them, so Iran has the second most sex changes in the world, just behind Thailand. Okay. Seems like a backwards logic, but... Yeah. Well, their, their policies on a lot of things don't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Right. The switch to daylight savings time could have been even worse. One of the original plans was to set the clocks forward 20 minutes every Sunday in April. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, the nightmare that would have been. <laughs> and the complaining and the pissing and moaning. I would have complained just because of all the clocks you'd have to change at one point. Yeah. Imagine working in a clock shop. <laughs> I'm not working Sunday. That's right. That's right. And uh, finally, baked beans are stewed. Not baked. Oh. I don't think I'd want to eat stewed beans. That sounds gross. Do you bake them when you prepare them? I mean, most people just nuke them. I've never made homemade baked beans. I've never attempted them. I, I, I would guess you would bake them or roast them. But even when you take them, if you did them out of a can. Yeah, you just throw I dump them in a pot and warm yeah. them on a stovetop. You're not baking them there either. No. Stewed beans sounds like it's been through somebody already. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.